Hello. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. We back. We back. We back. We hip. We young. Yeah, yeah. We young. <laughs> I was like, are you saying we young? I need to keep my day job. Because we're not. <laughs> Actually, uh, dude, that was pretty good. I think. That one wasn't good, but. I can't. That was my laptop charger falling. Um, well, I'm Deidre. Oh, I'm Chelsea. <laughs> and this, I had a brain uh, fart. And this <laughs> is Scream and Sugar. And Sugar. Okay, we're back. Hi. Hello. It is my turn to do a story today. Tis is. Tit is. Tit is. Tit is. is. And Mm. I will be doing the Circleville letters. The Circleville? Circleville letters. Interesting. Mm -hmm. If y'all have never heard of it, it's crazy. Okay, so here we go. Crazy like me. Crazier. Oh. If you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Yes. So. (laughs) So. Circleville is a small town. I had a great day. Thanks for asking. Oh. (laughs) We've we've already gone through the casualty this morning before Mm, the podcast. Just kidding. We're doing great. My allergies are acting up. Probably going to edit out some sniffles. Because it's just going to happen. Sniffle, sniffle. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Okay. Circleville is a small town 25 miles from Columbus, Ohio. So, the capital. Columbus. <laughs> uh, where everyone knows everyone. So, just like where we grew up, everybody knows everybody, mm-hmm. but it's bigger than where we grew up. Do you um, hear what George did yesterday? Mm-hmm. Just... Knowing everything. Yep. On a larger scale. Mm -hmm. So, in 1976, the small town went through a terrifying ordeal where someone stirred up all kinds of trouble. No. Okay. So, these letters were threatening people and talking about families' private lives. Sometimes things only the person the letter was addressed to knew. Oh, okay, I was going to ask, it was, was it like targeting certain people or was it just random people? Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll get to all of this. It is crazy. So they know them, basically. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm telling you. <laughs> You're like, I'm about to I'm like, I'm about to be. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's secrets that were somehow leaked and no one knew how. Many of the letters were written with vulgar language and lewd artwork, which, like, I didn't get to see any of those. Oh, that would have been interesting to see. Yeah, I don't know what... I don't know. And they didn't have a return address and appeared to come from somewhere within Columbus. So when these people in this little town would get these letters, they'd be postmarked from Columbus. And everybody's like, but it's only 25 miles away, so, I mean, that's... Like a 30-minute drive, depending on how you get there. You know, just... So, yeah. So, they don't know where they came from. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? 
<laughs> now, the thing that... Oh, that creeps me out. I'm scared. Each letter was written in the same distinct style of block letters. Oof. And the block letters look so creepy. Like, no, ooh. I don't like block lettering. Mm-mm. Especially used in a creepy way. Yeah, no, it was... It's, makes it more creepier yeah no it was real creepy looking i was like i hate these letters it's on this weird paper almost like that paper that you used to use when you were little when you were first learning your letters yeah Ooh, no 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 mm-hmm. well that air let me upset. uh let me go turn the air off we'll be back okay we back <laughs> my bad my fault like did you say my fault my fault my fault my fault okay so yeah yeah, that paper. The paper, like, when you first start learning how to draw your letters and it's got, like, the the top and the bottom, like, line and then it's got, like, the kind of the dotted line in the middle. Yes. That's what it looked like. I was like, ugh, mm-mm. So. The devil the lie. It was so, so bad. Uh, it might have been an attempt to cover up the author's handwriting, that kind of block style. Oh, yeah. Writing. Mm. True. But uh, there were thousands of letters sent out, most targeting politicians and city leaders. I will tell you that the blocking letter creeps me out. But you know what really creeps me out, too, is when people cut out the newspaper clip. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, no. Or like single letters of like from magazines or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like the I don't like it. I Mm -hmm. there's a specific word for that type of thing. But yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's literally like, yeah, no, it's the yeah, no of the sound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So one family had a tragic run in with these letters, the Gillespie family. There's almost 14,000 people in the area and lots of people were targeted. But Mary Gillespie, the mother of the family and local school bus driver, got the brunt of the harassment. Like she really went through the ringer. No. The writer leave revealed. Leave her alone. Huh? So leave her alone. Leave Mary alone. <laughs> Mary, did you know? She did know. She didn't know what was about to happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary did not know. <laughs> um. So the writer revealed she was being watched, a married mother, and said she was having an affair with a school superintendent named Gordon Massey. The author demanded her to stop the affair. And that this is not a prank. The letter said, Stay away from Massey. Don't lie when questioned about knowing him. I know where you live. I've been observing your house and know you have children. This is no joke. Please take it serious. Not not seriously. Please take it serious. Mm -mm. Everyone concerned has been notified and everything will be over soon. She keeps getting these letters that are about the same, you know, saying the same things. She's freaking out, so she just hides them. She doesn't tell her husband, and she just keeps one eye open out in town to see. Well, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell her either, because or him, because she having an affair. Yeah, but even, but like, if she's not having an affair, like, she, you know, you would think you'd want to be like, I'm getting these crazy letters, and they're saying this, you know, or whatever. But so she's just like keeping her eye out in town to see if she can spot someone watching her. And uh, then one of the letters comes to the house addressed to Ron Gillespie, her husband. Snap, crackle, pop. His letter said that he was to put an end to his wife's affair (gasps) or die. 
Oh, no. When Ron asks Mary about the affair, at first, she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, has no clue. Like, just playing dumb, basically. And said that there was no affair taking place. She's like, I don't know what... Oh, okay, no, she's not playing dumb about the letters. She's saying she has no clue what the writer's talking about. And, like, there's not an affair. I don't know why they're saying this. So she's not having an affair. Yeah. So she's like, I don't know why they're saying all this. But, yeah, I got the letters, too. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So whether or not the affair was true, the damage was done. The town was talking and Mary's reputation was ruined, you know, and Ron and Mary did their best to ignore the threats and just move on with their lives. But then another letter comes. Gillespie, you have had two weeks and done nothing. That's the husband's name, right? His name's Ron. The Gillespie's their like last name. Okay. Ron and Mary Gillespie. All I heard was Gillespie. Or, never mind, just ignore that. Gillespie. Like I was trying to say a lip. I can't even say that word. Just forget it. Go ahead. Okay, Gillespie, you have had two weeks and done nothing. Admit the truth and inform the school board. If not, I will broadcast it on CBS. CBS! So now, they I must be somebody. The news, posters, put- <laughs> signs, and billboards until the truth comes out. CBS, That's though. insane. Mm-hmm. So the couple started thinking about who the author could be. It's obviously someone who knows a lot about the people in the community, probably someone in the community itself. Uh, they thought it could have been Paul Freshour, Ron's brother-in-law. Mm-mm. So he's married to her, uh, Ron's sister. Um, they decided to thrive off the panic that was taken over the town and sent Paul some letters outlining that they knew who he was and what he was up to. They also managed, uh, they also asked him to stop sending the letters and end things in a nonviolent manner. It looked like their plan worked. Um, they didn't know for sure if Paul was the writer, but after they sent those letters to him, mm-hmm. everything seemed to calm down. Huh. Okay. So this is like middle 1976. So now we're jumping to August 19th, 1977. Okay. It's just a normal day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> Until the phone call Ron received that evening. No one knows who was on the other line or what they said, but whatever it was, it pissed Ron off. We obviously Mm -hmm. know it was someone that had something to do with the letters. Because what else, who, what else could someone be calling about being mad like that? So Ron grabbed his pistol and left the house. He was like, get me my gun. Yeah, mission. Get my lantern. (laughs) Get my my gun. gun. (laughs) We don't own the rights to anything. Um, Please don't come for us. Whatever his name is. Can't think of it. What are you talking about? The guy who sings that song. Blake Shelton? Yeah, I can't think of it. I was like, Bradley? I'm like, nope. So whenever I said Blake Shelton, that was like disappointment in my voice. Because I'm, I'm picturing him in his little voice chair, and I'm like, it's not coming. I'm like, Brantley Gilbert. Victoria's going like, to like this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's going to be like, Deidre. I know his name. I just couldn't say it. It was just gone. I was just looking at his little face. Okay. <laughs> In my head. Like, what's his name? Okay. So anyway. Blonde about his beauty. <laughs> Get my lantern. Okay. So yeah, he's like, I'm getting my gun. I'm leaving. It's going down. It's going down. <laughs> we need to stop. Oh my God. Okay. So at an intersection close to where they lived, Ron is found in his vehicle that's smashed against, smashed against a tree, dead. 
His gun was fired once. Wait. Like he left. <coughs> he left. Oh, he was found. Yeah, Ron. Ron got the phone call, got mad, get my lantern, get my gun, took off, and then around the corner is found in his car, and his car smashed into a tree, and he's just laying in there dead. Dead upon arrival, okay? I thought he found something smashed against a tree. That's why I was like, wait, what? No. Ron <laughs> is found in his vehicle that smashed against a tree, dead. I was way off. Mm. His gun had been fired once, and detectives couldn't figure out why the gun was fired or if it was deliberate or not. The crash happened minutes after Ron drove away from the house, and no one heard the gunshot. Hmm. Yeah. The crash was ruled a drunk driving accident, even though weird facts were coming out about the investigation or like yeah. coming out, you know, through the investigation, right. like the more they looked. Mm -hmm. So there was apparently one suspect that was eliminated by the police. A postmortem exam recorded that Ron's blood alcohol level was one and a half times the legal limit. So like. That's what they reported? Yeah. Not good. Yeah. So, it's like, oh, he was drunk. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, he was, you know. But everyone around knew Ron. Uh, everyone around knew Ron. Everyone around Ron knew he wasn't a drinker. He was a teetotaler, which means he was sober all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like the original version of, like, straight edge. Like, when people were like, I'm straight edge. I don't drink. I don't do oh, any yeah. of that. That's, that's what, that's like a teetotaler. Like, that's yeah. what that really means. Just agreeing like I knew what that was. But, yeah. I, I learn like, stuff every day on these podcasts. Every day I'm learning something. You know. uh, oh, he he me. never drinks. So the fact that his levels were that high was very confusing to people. They were like, he don't even drink like yeah. that. What's going on? Ron ain't a drinker. <laughs> so the sheriff apparently uh, admitted there was more to the crash than met the eye. But then did not he ever said anything. So he's like, I mean, something's a little fishy. What? I didn't say that. I didn't say anything. Mm -mm. Sheriff. Sheriff Radcliffe. So. <laughs> Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Like them candy bars. Mm hmm. Cliff. Cliff bar. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Were you, you talking about them, them healthy snacks? Yeah. Them healthy bars? Okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the Heath bars. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Heath Cliff. Okay. I said candy bar, but I, I, I knew it wasn't a candy bar. I was like, wait a minute. Where the health bars? Put them little health. Yeah. Whatever, close enough. It's candy to somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's I'm a sad sure. life. To I know. <laughs> Too bad it ain't me. <laughs> Listen, it is what it is. It needs to be. I can't. I'm done. I need to get my life right. <laughs> the food, just food, just addicted to food. I'm nom nom nom. My God. Okay. So soon the town started getting letters from the author again because, you know, they had died down. Everything was fine mm -hmm. until. The incident. Until he died down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Rest in peace. Rip. Rip, boy, rip. <laughs> okay. It's not funny that it, he's dead. That's no, not... We, we ain't got to explain it. Y'all know, okay? Y'all don't know, know how we are. laughing at people dying. It's just the dumb stuff we say. Okay, so anyway. Yeah, the letters are coming back. This time, they were saying the sheriff was involved in a cover-up. So it's like, what? Why Sheriff you... Radcliffe? They're saying Sheriff Radcliffe then covered something up. I knew I didn't like his name. <laughs> According to Paul, Ron's brother-in-law, the sheriff initially ruled Ron's death a murder. 
But then the only suspect passed a polygraph test, so he changed his mind. Mm-hmm. This is coming from Paul, the brother-in-law. The writer also wrote saying they need to do a more thorough investigation. Mm-hmm. It was almost as if the writer wasn't satisfied with the accidental death conclusion. So it's like if you're a part of it and you killed him. Right. They're like, he's like, no, this isn't an accident. Uh, it's like he wants them to know. It's, it's like he wants, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, why? But anyway, who knows? Who knows? So Mary is starting to get letters again along with elected officials as well. The threats were the same as before. The hostility shown to Mary proved to be too much for her. And later, Mary and the superintendent said they did have a relationship, but it started after the letters were sent, which I'm like, okay. Now, Mary, Mary, did you know? She knew. She knew. She knew. Talking about, no, I have no affair. I I don't know what they're talking talking about. about. See, you got your... See, she got her husband killed, but she probably was like, I'm not even going to say what I thought. Because people's going to think I'm putting words in and making it reality. But it's just my thoughts. But anyway. I said, see. No, I'm going to say it. She probably, I'm not saying she did, but she probably was like, ooh, they said in the letter that if he didn't take care of it, he'd die or whatever. Well, I'm not going to admit to it. So it won't be taken care of. So then he'll be gone. So I won't have to worry about it. Oh my God. What if that's what happened? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> turning. Just turning Turn the page. Turning pages Turn in. the page. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> okay. She's turning the page right on the murder. She's like, mm, hiding these letters so they can get got. Look, my ex-stepdad done ruined that song for me because he sang it all the time. Oh, mm. Lord. Yeah, talk How about. dare he mess up Bob Seger? Whew, sure did. Okay. So, February 1983. Okay, we done jumped some more time. February! <laughs> That's right, February. The killing month the kill. and the birthing month of Chelsea. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is six years after Ron Gillespie's death. Mary's driving her bus route. She's still driving the bus. At some point, the writer started putting up signs next to the roads in town, like just uh-uh. talking shit. So they posting the stuff. One just, day, Mary's done. She's like, "I'm tired of all these signs <laughs> being posted about me. I've had it." What's your fault? <laughs> Listen, we just can't. She's still a victim. <laughs> she is a victim. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but okay, so. She's on the route driving her bus and sees a sign <laughs> that says, Mary Gillespie sucks. She's like, I'll be, I'm done. She gets off the bus and yanks down the sign. When she does, there's a booby trap. If she had pulled on the sign just right and stood in front of it when she pulled it down, no. a gun in a small <gasps> box would have went off and no. shot her, probably killing her. Dun, dun. Like, oh, I'm tired of this yank. And then you see a box and a little gun in it. Ready to just pow. Just shoot you and kill you. That makes me not want to take stuff that down. No, I mean, I've never done that. but don't do it. Oh, I ain't now. Definitely. (laughs) This is some Goonies level. (laughs) Okay. Hey, you guys. (laughs) Like, it's a booby trap. Oh, no. Booby traps. (laughs) 
<laughs> that one, well, I forgot his name, that one little boy. It's a booby trap. Like <laughs> He was what? excited. <laughs> Watch out, sis. <laughs> you in danger, girl. Like, okay, all of it. So, police checked the serial number on the gun. Someone tried to rub it off, but it didn't work. Because, you know, people be trying to file mm-hmm. down the serial oh, number. Yeah. Didn't work. A lab was able to raise the number, you know, from the gun. And come to find out, the gun belonged to Paul Freshour, the brother-in-law. Ron's Her brother-in-law? Ron's sister's husband. The one who died, Ron. His sister, Karen. Oh, the sister. Okay, got you, got you, got you. Uh-huh. He had just, oh, look, he had just separated from Ron's sister, Karen. Okay. Paul says the gun was stolen. On February 25th, 1983, Sheriff Radcliffe asked Paul to meet him to test his handwriting against the letters. After the test, Paul took, after the test, Paul took the sheriff to his garage to show him where he used to keep the gun. After that... The two go to the courthouse and Paul's arrested and charged with attempted murder of Mary. Oh, snap. Crackle pop again. Mm -hmm. On October 23rd, 1983, he's on trial for the murder or the attempted murder, excuse me, of Mary. He was never charged with writing the letters, but they're a big part of the evidence against him. Mm -hmm. Which, how you gonna do that if... If it's there, it's like... Why isn't it being used? Well, it's being used, but... They didn't well, charge him with writing. The charge is what I'm oh, referring yeah. to. Yeah. Like, the evidence is there, so why not? Why is he not being charged? Yeah. It's like they didn't have enough proof to charge him with the letters, but they bring it up in court, even though he wasn't charged with it. So, like, that's not right. Irrelevant. Like, <laughs> Irrelevant. <laughs> yes, like, get it thrown out. Where's his lawyer being, like, <laughs> speculation? <Mm-mm. laughs> okay? So... A handwriting expert testified that Paul was, in fact, the letter writer. Mary also testified that she thought he was the letter writer after his wife visited her with the same thought. So I'm assuming, I don't remember him getting remarried, so I'm pretty sure that's Karen. Like, mm-hmm. Ron's sister's like, Karen. Bruh. Karen was like, I think he did it. Paul's Karen's mom, always saying that. <laughs> she Karen just being a Karen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> nothing against you Karen mm-hmm. so Paul's boss also said he wasn't at work the day that the booby trap was found Paul had an alibi most of the day but never took the stand to defend himself even though he didn't take the stand he always said he was innocent he was convicted and given a sentence 25 years in prison of 25 years in prison with a minimum of 7 years served while he's there he receives letters from the writer who wants to keep him in prison. The letters were also still going around the town as well. They were still postmarked near Columbus, even though Paul's prison was nowhere near Columbus. Even the prison wardens didn't believe he was the letter writer. The police still thought it could be him. They even said if he wasn't writing the letters, he was responsible for the fact they were still being written. The letter he received in prison said... Now, when are you going to believe you aren't going to get out of there? I told you two years ago, when we set them up, they stay set up. Don't you listen at all? No one wants you out. No one. The joke is on you. Ha ha. (laughs) Tell no one of this letter. I saw the paper. Great news. Great. The sheriff loved it. Ha ha. (laughs) 
the ha ha is what gets me because it's like ha ha. Do you believe it now? Do you? So you sitting in your jail cell and you just get that letter from the writer that you're accused of being. So a he knows who it is, or b he really didn't know who it was, but knows now. But it sounds like he knows. Who? Wrong. The brother-in-law. What do you mean it sounds like he knows? He knows who the writer is. But why do you think he would know who he is? Because he said, I oh, told, told you two, you two years, years ago, ago set oh, him up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, wait, was like, am I like wrong? He got a letter. He probably got a letter too and said something. I think that's what it is. I think he received a letter, but I don't know because why wouldn't he say anything? I don't know. I really think that it's because he never comes out and says who he thinks is the letter writer. I don't think. So I think maybe he got a letter that was like back when he first went to jail or something. Yeah, but you would think he would have said something. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he got a letter when he first got to jail. This may be like the second letter he's gotten. Like I told you two years ago when we set him up, they stay set up, you know. So even when Paul was in solitary confinement, like they put him in solitary confinement. The letters kept coming. The guards were checking his mail and there was no way he was able to write the letters and get them past the guards. Like the guards were literally sifting through all of his stuff specifically. And he was still getting letters and letters were still going out from Columbus, which makes no, it doesn't make any sense. Like the jail, I forgot where the prison was, but it was like, it would have been postmarked from a completely different area, not Columbus. It wasn't anywhere near Columbus. So even if he had sent them out from the prison somehow, snuck them out, they would have gotten postmarked somewhere else. Yeah. But they were still postmarked from Columbus. So in December, 1990, the month I was born. <laughs> it's your turn it's my turn paul became eligible for parole. you were born <laughs> he became eligible for parole he was denied parole due to the letters even though he couldn't have sent them so they're like nope you wrote those letters right, oh yeah. it, well i'm in solitary confinement okay in may of 1994 paul was finally released he continued saying he was framed a journalist named martin yet investigated the story and found another possible suspect that could have been the writer. He also discovered, talking to locals, that people saw a suspicious man standing next to a yellow El Camino, which reminds me of David, because David used to have a yellow El Camino. I'm like, David? David, I got you. David's like a year old, too. I forgot what year David was born. I'm sorry, David. 20 minutes before Mary found the booby trap, another bus driver on Mary's route saw this man and said he was parked in the same spot where the trap was found. Mm -hmm. So people saw this car, all this stuff. Nobody knows who it was. And Yant, Michael Yant, the, you know, the dude. Uh. Not Michael, Martin Yant, excuse me. Found out the suspect's brother owned the same type of car. The description of this man doesn't match Paul, and he had a solid alibi for that specific time. Mm. So, he, like, right here, it doesn't say who the suspect is. Mm -hmm. But the suspect's brother had that car, doesn't look anything like Paul, and Paul had an alibi for that time when people saw, you know, <clears throat> all that. Saw that guy. Then the big guns come out. Unsolved Mysteries comes to town. Huh. Do -do 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 -do. Like, okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. 
Six months after Paul was released, they aired the, sh- the show. They aired the story on national TV. I've, of course, seen the episode. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> of course. And at the beginning of the episode, Robert Stack says, In December of 1993, Unsolved Mysteries received this postcard. It was not exactly in the vein of our usual... <laughs> in the vein of our usual viewer mail. The card read, Forget Circleville, Ohio. Do nothing to hurt Sheriff Radcliffe. If you come to Ohio, you L sickos will pay. The Circleville writer. Wow. You L sickos will pay. <laughs> okay. They were like, whatever. <clears throat> they went and aired it anyway. Come at me, bro. Yeah. And then it was, and then everybody knew. Not everybody, obviously, but it made national TV. So the latest update I could find was from July 3rd, 2012. Because, like, after this happened... 2012? Mm-hmm. That's when I was born. Okay. <laughs> How old are you? You nine? I'm nine. Dead. Hi, guys. I'm Chelsea, and I'm nine. Mm-mm. <laughs> and I'm... It was a news segment uh, from Channel NBC for Columbus. They actually talked to Martin Yant, the guy who was doing all that investigating, mm-hmm. and he believes Paul was innocent. Paul actually died in 2012 at the age of 70. In their interview, they say they can't... He died at the age of what? 70. That's my chair. Oh, I was like, what's that? No. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, in the interview, they say they couldn't find him, but they heard he probably wouldn't want to be interviewed anyway. So, like, when they go back there, he was still alive, but they just couldn't, you know. So, Martin also received letters from the letter writer, the guy investigating he done, he done dove into this little case, and, and now like, he's like, uh-uh. mm-hmm. he's like, but really, just, you get them now. This is the letter writer writing, because I was like, and I was like, that's not, it's the writing. <laughs> he didn't type. <laughs> the letter typer. Um, one of them talked about Paul saying, see what he got? He will not get out of prison, or Radcliffe will take his place. The signs and the letters will not stop. So they're like, if he gets out, we're going to frame Sheriff Radcliffe. They're like, somebody going to pay for our sins. Disrespectful. I feel like, I don't know where this is going to go, but I feel like Radcliffe's either the writer or he's the we. Mm-hmm. One of like the two. part of it. I feel like he got something going on. You feel like something going on? Yeah. So they're like, the letters will never stop. The letters continued into the late 90s and then they stopped. And the town carried on like nothing ever happened. They were like, well, that was weird. That was a weird 20 years of our lives. <laughs> Remember for those 20 years when everybody got those letters and then Ron died mysteriously and then they framed Paul and, oh yeah, that was crazy. And it stopped for how long? Like it stopped in the 90s and that was it. Like that was the end of it. They, like it literally went on for 20 years. Did someone die around that time, do you think, when it stopped? I don't know, but that's what they need to be looking at. Yeah. Need to be checking who died. Who died when the last letter after the last letter was sent? Who wasn't? Because, I mean, that would make sense that they died or, I mean, they just stopped. But they were like, the letters will never stop. But they were so obsessed with it. And why would it just randomly stop? Yeah, they did. Mm -hmm. So Martin believes that there are three writers involved and none of them are Paul. One was believed, I don't know why I said one so loud. One. One. Was believed to be the son of Massey, Gordon Massey, the superintendent that Mary had an affair with. Okay. 
which would make sense. Make yeah. That. The leave Massey alone. You gotta tell everybody. Okay. You can tell everybody. everybody. <laughs> the second was thought to be a co-worker of Mary's who's infatuated with her. Oh. Jealous. Infatuation. Jealous of the rain. Person infatuated with her just liking her. She like, what? Like, I don't like coochie girl. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like. No, it's a guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. I... How did I think it was a girl? I just, I don't know. Mm. You just went straight to the to I the did. woman. I'm not a f- but uh, <laughs> feminist. <laughs> you you are you are free of sexism. Mm. You were like it could be a woman. Uh, in 1999, that coworker that was infatuated with Mary. 1999. Yeah, 1999. That was the real year that I was born. Yes. So anyway, continue. I roll. Continue. Continue. <laughs> he became. <laughs> In 1999, he became a fugitive on the run after raping an 11-year-old girl. So this guy was bad news. The guy who was infatuated with Mary. Ratchet. Yep. The third was thought to be Ron's sister, the one who was married Mm -hmm. to Paul. It's thought that Karen's boyfriend was the man seen next to the El Camino on the day the booby trap was discovered. One of her relatives had owned that type of car at the time. Despite the evidence, the police still maintain, almost said remain, still maintain, Paul was the Circleville writer. They're like, no, it was him. He did it. Yeah, okay. So, when Paul died, is that when the letter stopped? No, he died in 2012. The letter stopped in the late 90s. Okay. Well, that guy I would became say became a fugitive in 1999 who was infatuated with her, so he's gone. I would say why is why would her why would Ron's sister do all that, get him killed? That's her brother, but then again, I was like, well, we've seen crazy before. Yeah. Well, she could have been writing the letter about just the fact of her being involved in it at all yeah well her brother's being cheated on so that part makes sense where she's wanting the letters to marry and the yeah that makes sense yeah it makes sense for her to be a part of that because she was cheating on her brother yeah but then the call that made him mad and he ended up dying that and the letter about if you don't stop put a stop to it you'll die like that's just weird to me but like i said We've seen crazy, like, kids killing their parents. Yeah. Siblings but, killing siblings and stuff, so. But then. Not that she killed him. <laughs> no, not that she did it. I didn't say that. Um, but then you think about it, and they wanted a more thorough investigation of the murder. So maybe the writer didn't kill him, and that's why they were advocating for it, because that's her brother. And she knows that it's a murder, and she's like, they're covering it up. They're covering it up. Yeah. So, it could have been some random person who called, made them mad, <coughs> maybe thought they had something to do with the letters. Who knows? Ain't no telling what's going on. Yeah, because he's just crashed with the gun fired once. Nobody heard the gunshot. Nobody knows who, what he shot at. I don't think there were any bullets found. Nothing. 
And that guy, the fugitive, mm-hmm. who liked Mary, he's not even, like, the first person who's gotten in trouble yeah, that's, that's involved with this case. Like, a judge, there was a judge who was doing some sketchy stuff, and he went into jail, I think, got in trouble. Just sketching. Yeah, there's all kinds of sketchy people all throughout this. So it's like, this little town got real corrupt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, a judge is doing something sketchy. This guy became a fugitive. Crazy. Who knows? And we still, we just don't know who did it. Is that all of it? Mm-hmm, that's it. Oh. Don't know what happened. Went on for almost 20 years, if not 20 years. Wow. Squeak, squeak from my chair. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. Harlan joined us today at the table. He did. He's sitting over here being a good boy. His little bed I put in the chair. And he's laying there like, he looks so cute. He does. He's a mommy's baby. Yes. Yeah, he needs to go. He's a good boy. So, that was interesting. I love this case. I just want to know who did it. Though. I know. I do, too. Why? Where where Radcliffe at? Where'd he go? <laughs> sure That's what I want to know. He he was still around. Talking about how. And he stayed the sheriff for a while, and then... uh. Sorry about this paper. <laughs> he stayed around for a while, and then retired, but he still stayed in the town. Like, he didn't leave. So, yeah, I don't know. Time will tell. No. Sometimes it don't. Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't yet. Time at, keeping its mouth at. shut for now. I just want to know who did it. Where's the DNA? Where's the DNA testing of the letters? What? What? Sounds like they ain't none. I'm like, no security cameras. Unless it was tampered with. Tampered. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? I do feel like Sheriff Radcliffe could have been in on it. Because where is the thorough investigation yeah. they're just wanting to pin it on paul and be like this is it because it was his gun okay yeah that makes sense of course he says it's stolen after the fact but what if in all reality he really was innocent this whole time like he really his gun really was stolen i mean it probably Not was. That, i would be mad yeah well he maintained his innocence till the day he died and that one investigator doesn't believe that he was the letter writer because, I mean, what would he honestly have to gain from it? Because he was still married to Karen whenever Ron died. Yeah. So what What would... Ron had nothing going on. Like, the letters that were written to him didn't have anything to do with him being, like, a bad person. It was like... Your wife's cheating on you, and if you don't stop it, we're going to kill you. Like, like why like, don't you tell her to stop? Yeah, like it's his fault that she's... Yeah. <laughs> don't pin this I on mean, me. I mean, in some cases, it it is their fault, but... Like... Mm-hmm. Like, no. So... She didn't want to lay down in the, in the, in the man's bed. <laughs> Laying down. Lay it down. Okay? And now he done got killed for it. Mm-hmm. And then she's still getting Just tormented. Yep. Almost got killed herself. Booby trap. Booby trap. That was insane. Mm-hmm. Don't know who did it. So. Who did? Who did? <laughs> who did? Who did? Ooh. Yeah. And it's so creepy. The Unsolved Mysteries episode, you just need to watch it because, of course, it's creepy, you know. And the reenactments and stuff. And then you, Paul is on the, Paul's interviewed for the 
the show. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'll have to look at it. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Finally got out the pen. <laughs> Fresh out the pen. No, I didn't do it. I'm innocent, and I'm going to say I'm innocent till the day I die. Till the day I die. And he did. Who wrote these letters? Who did it? I'm still tripping that they're like, no, he did it, even though he's in solitary confinement. Well, well he had than, something to do with it. More than likely, they may be dead by now. Could be. He was 70 in 2012. That means and Paul would have been 80, so whoever else was involved, they were around the same age. They old as hell. Yeah. Just sitting in a rocking chair, just looking at everybody, watching the town. 207 years old. <laughs> I remember when I used to write them letters. Used to write them letters? <laughs> then lost mobility in his arm. That's why the letter stopped. Do what? Just, <laughs> I missed what you said. He, I said he done lost mobility in his arm. That's why the letter stopped. That arthritis <laughs> just took over that hand, killed it, just took it out. Oh, He's like, man. that's it. I wrote my last have letter. You, have you ever been a victim of arthritis? You may, be, you may have compensation. Do, do you have that mesh? <laughs> He's like, I'm getting was back you, in the game. Was you ever a victim of not being able to write letters again? <laughs> He's like, this is it. I'm about to get this hand fixed up. I'm oh, coming to 2020. Letters coming back. It's a new year. New hand, new, new me. New. <laughs> New hand on me. <laughs> Let us back at it again. Mm. Mary Gillespie sucks. Another booby trap. Watch out. My God. Crazy. It's a little town. 14,000 people. Well, get her done. <laughs> get my lantern. Get my gun. <laughs> he got it. And then God got it. We don't know who did it. So that is the story of the Circleville Rider. After this, we're going to record my episode. Yep, the part two to the... But you don't get it this coming week. Yeah, no, you you just get this one. Sorry. You just get this one. You got to wait. We record twice. Victoria. (laughs) We record twice. Yeah. Every other weekend, so we have a free week, and so... Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because we cool like that. Because we cool like that. Because we... Because we cool like that. Well, thank you for um, that story, Deidre. It was very interesting. Thank you for listening. Mad that we don't know who it is. But I know. I want to know. How to I get know you with sometimes in life you don't get ever you don't get everything you want. <laughs> but and I want that answer. Try sometimes. <laughs> you just might find it's gonna be unsolved because <laughs> that's how it is. Well, you can go to Instagram. Like and us. like us. Follow us. Screaming Sugar. And we have an podcast. email too. Oh yeah, Screaming Sugar Podcast. Yes. We have an email too. Screaming Sugar Podcast at gmail.com. Send us suggestions, stories. Tell us everything you hope and dream. Mm-hmm. Fulfillments, wishes. Goals. Tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your cousin, tell your dog to come and listen to us. Yes. If anybody's still listening overseas, hey, y'all. Hi. We appreciate you. Thank you glad, for joining. Glad you found us. Tell your friends about these southern women from Kentucky. They're goofy. We ain't as crazy as the sound. No. Nah, we are. Yeah. It's fine. The fact that we even tried to say we weren't. <laughs> We're not really 
crazy. Mm. Excuse me. That's Not the hiccup <laughs> and the burp. Dead. Dead. Back dead, to dead, back. dead. Well, excuse me. Sorry. Well, y'all, thank you for listening. We hope you keep listening. Was I wasn't supposed to say that. I don't know. It don't matter. I just kind of got excited. We hope you keep listening. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So thank you for listening. We hope you keep listening. <laughs> and remember to keep it sweet. See y'all later. Murder, murder, murder. Murder, murder, murder. Writer, writer, writer. <laughs> <laughs>